Welcome to Chantel Inspires. Each week, this program will address some of life's challenges, such as sexual abuse, suicide, rape, bullying, and more. Many of us face challenges like these in everyday life. Chantel shows us that we can overcome these challenges as well as be the light in the darkness of others who face similar setbacks. Now, here is your host, Chantel. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am Chantel, and you are listening to Chantel Inspires. Thank you so much for coming back this week. We had a great show last week. Uh, We had Jackie, who was a home front warrior, and what we describe as a home front warrior is a family member of a deployed soldier, and she gave a wonderful wonderful perspective on uh, what the families go through while their soldiers deployed. And we also show, uh, she also showed us that uh, we can overcome these obstacles and with, with the power of positive thinking and friends and good mental health. <laughs> now today's show, we're going to talk about suicide. Now suicide is a topic that is in the headlines a lot lately and way too much. We have a wonderful guest today. Not only is she is she a very dear friend of mine, but she has survived a a tragic loss. And her daughter and we'll let uh, Angela tell her story here in a second, but I just wanted to let you know that Angela's daughter was a dear friend of my daughter's and she was kind of part of my family too. And our guest today is Angela Drake. Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Chantel. You are so welcome. So what we're going to talk about, what, what we're trying to do with this show is just show people how you can overcome difficult situations and how you do it and and the tools you need to do it are, are within you but it's just reaching out and finding the right tool. So do you want to start, Angela, just kind of telling telling your story, um, telling us about Brittany first, and yeah. if there were any signs, go ahead and I'll just kind of give you the floor, and okay. we'll, we'll go from there. You know, How's that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my daughter, Brittany, was um, the all-American girl. She was, you know, a star athlete. She was an amazing student. Obviously, a wonderful daughter, friend, sister, um, just really supported everyone around her, and everyone loved to be around her. Um, She began a long mental health battle. Um, We battled for about six years. Um, You know, it started with, you know, cutting and just a lot of self-hatred, and and things turned inward for her. And um, we fought that battle with the support of our family and friends and um, teammates um, through different therapy and um, medication changes and things and just just never were able to break through to that true root of what was going on. And sadly, in March of 2016, we lost that battle and um, she took her life. Um, through that, through all of that battle, you know, I was always an advocate for her and made yes, sure that you were, <laughs> <laughs> made you were, sure, you were you know, such a strong was... person. Oh, thank you. 
you know, I always made sure that, that she had a voice and that I was fighting for more and fighting for more help and fighting for anything that we could find. Um, you know, again, with the support of our family and our, our great friends and teammates and everybody behind us, we, we were able to do a lot for her um, and, and get a lot more years that maybe she wouldn't have gotten um, with Absolutely. the disease she was battling. You know, I have to tell you, Angela, if I can just interrupt you quickly, I remember, um, hopefully you don't mind me saying this, but I remember when mm-hmm. um, in August, in August of 15, before she she left us, when she went missing and she had one of her attempts and then we, you know, she, she was found and, and she got better and I think of the day of her funeral, and I don't know if I've told you this, but the day of her funeral, I looked at all of the girls that she coached in hockey that year, because it was kind of her first year of doing that. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Of taking on those girls. And, and, And to me, I'm sitting there thinking, if we, if she hadn't been found or if she hadn't gotten better, just think of the lives that she affected in those very few months from August to March. None of those girls would have known her the way they did and supported her. And I, cause I sat in the pew right behind those girls and they're all wearing their hockey jerseys and, and our listeners should know that she was very big in hockey. <laughs> and yes. as I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, I looked at those girls and I thought she touched so many lives and I don't think she realized that. So I just I I just thank God that we had that many more months with her and that those right. girls were schooled a little bit from her. Yeah, you know, everybody that she, she met and everybody that she interacted with remembers her. Um, oh, yeah. We went and toured colleges um, in January before she died and even the even the people that gave us the tour on campus when they heard of her passing reached out and and shared a story but they you know in just that short period of time they remembered something about her and it impacted them oh and that's yeah the kind of person she was and and so you know after after she died i remember the morning after she died and i laid in that bed and i I, I had no idea how I'd ever get up again. I am. Yeah. I was in every parent's worst nightmare. Absolutely, yes, child. And I, I laid there, and I, I remember just, just praying, God, give me enough hope to keep going, because through her battle, I would talk to her about having hope, and she said, I can't. I, I don't have it today, Mom. I don't have any hope. Oh. I'm not supposed to be here. And I would tell her, That's okay. I have enough hope for both of us. <laughs> We're going to get through. Yeah. And, you know, that morning after she died and I laid there and I, I, I just didn't know how I was going to get up. And I prayed and I prayed and I felt this like warmth just run through my body because God knew I needed that hope. And in that moment, I made my bargain with God that I will never stop fighting for other people to have a voice for this illness because all oh. Brittany ever wanted to do was help others so they wouldn't feel the pain that she felt every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. 
I I do remember the phone call that you gave me the day that that she was found, and and I just I couldn't believe it. I I was like, no, not our Brittany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, because she was so close to us and and my kids and. And for all of those of you out there that want to know, my son was going to marry her. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he was only, what, six years younger than her. And <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, we had high hopes for that. <laughs> yeah. Or I did. Maybe you didn't, but I did. <laughs> oh, no, our Brittany, well, she was she was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and growing up, so, the girls were so close, playing softball. You know, like I said, Brittany was just that all-American athlete, always busy, always helping others. And she coached softball the year before she passed away. She coached hockey. Um, she always was involved, you know, volunteering the St. Francis House and the Humane Society. And she was just not the not the picture of what somebody thinks of depression. No, it not at all. Have to be what you think it is. No, and I think. I think most of the suicide victims are very good at hiding their their struggles. I really right. do. And, you know, what Britt would say is she, she would always have that smile or she would be wearing mm-hmm. that mask. Yep. Because she knew what it felt like to feel that awful and didn't mm-hmm. want other people to feel that bad. So she would bring other people up. In her darkness, she was able to lift up her friends and her family and her teammates and show them how amazing they were and how wonderful they were and what wonderful gifts that they had. Yeah. But because her illness kind of blocked all that for her, she just never saw it for herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I know that... Um she she was she always had a smile on her face. She always did, and she yeah. she was the kind that would come, and you know this. She would come and run and jump on me, and that 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 was our greeting, you know. Um, and I loved every minute of it, even when she got bigger. <laughs> yes. But that was that was her her way of fighting it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Is by making other, other people, people smile and, and be happy. And um, now I know that uh, she has a sister, and we're going to talk about that um, when we come back from break. We're going to go to break here in a second. But um, she was just such a happy, happy gal, and just one of those gals you didn't think would ever do something like this. And, and where could she ever, how could she ever be so depressed? when she looked so happy and she had so much going for her. Um, we're going to talk about that when we come back. So, Angela, if you could hold on for, for a sec, we're going to go to commercial and uh, we'll come back. And those of you that want to call in and ask us some questions, our call-in number is 888-346-9141. And we'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else? Unsure of what your purpose is or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, and welcome back. This is Chantel with Chantel Inspires, and we are here today talking with Angela Drake about uh, suicide and uh, her daughter, her beautiful daughter, Brittany, lost her battle about two years ago now, and she is just kind of sharing her story and how she has made it through this awful, terrible time in her life. But first of all, Angela... What were the first signs that you saw so so that our listeners can kind of understand what what were some of the signs that Brittany had, or did you not see any? You know we we were always concerned, you know she always would you know, I don't want to be a burden, I don't want to be a bother. I don't really deserve that. It's no big deal. Um, you know, taking a step back and looking. At it now, you saw it more. I can see it more because I know I know what to look for now. Mm-hmm. And those just those subtle things, 
no one's going to stand up and say, hi, I'm, I'm Brittany, and I, I'm going to take my life soon. Mm-hmm. They're going to show you little things that, you know, it's okay, go without me. I, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a burden. I don't deserve how, that. How young was she, can I ask? She was about 11. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, about 11 when, you know, when things started getting dark. Um, you know, and she she fought. She fought back with as much as she could. Oh, and, yeah. I... You know, when your brain is sick, how do you fight it? Yeah. You know, just like any other disease, you know, if you have cancer, if you have a heart problem, if you have diabetes, there's there's been a lot of research done on how to how to take care of it and how to treat it. And mm-hmm. mental health is, is way behind the eight ball with that research portion. We've, we've made a lot of great strides with, with medications and therapy, but we're right. just not all the way there yet because we haven't done all of our homework. Um, we can't well, fight any battle if we don't know what, they're, what we're fighting. Well, exactly. And, you know, it's got to be difficult, too, because everybody's battle is different. You right. know, everybody has a reason for it, and that reason is different. There, there's none of them that are, it's not a, a straight across the board, everybody's depressed because of this or because of right. that. Well, and that's never just one thing. That makes it that difficult, yeah. To take their life. You know, you've got, you've got environmental situations going on. You've got mm-hmm. that medical or mental health factor. Um, you know, you've got all kinds of, you know, family histories and things like that. And everything merging together creates that perfect storm. And unfortunately, some people don't make it out of that storm. Right. And that's, that's what we fight for now, is, is to find the research to help those people not get in that storm. Angela, I'm going to ask you just because I want to say this number out uh, a few times during the, yeah. during the show. Can, is there an, a number that people can call if they're feeling the need of, of some help or to get help from suicide? Can, can you yeah. give us a number? If you're struggling with anything, it doesn't have to be that you want to take your life. Maybe you're just having a really bad struggle day and need to talk. You can call the 800 273 8255, um, okay. and they're going to listen. They're going to give you resources in your area. You can also text 741-741, and they'll talk Wonderful. to you that way, too. Okay, wonderful. And we'll, we'll kind of repeat that a couple times throughout the show just so Absolutely. people get that. Um, because if there's somebody listening now and, and you're contemplating it or you're having a bad day, call that number. Get the help you need. And sometimes all it takes is just somebody to talk to. To understand yeah. what you're doing, it's um, okay to not be okay. It's not okay. Absolutely. To not talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of days that we're not okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that's absolutely. pretty much every day for me. <laughs> yeah, but yes. but we can make it through. We can do it if we're if we're whole, strong. We, we get the, the help. Yeah. Um. So now, how did the loss of Brittany? affect I know you you have another child how did it affect her sibling but she um you know like with any grief you're all over the place some days Mm -hmm. you're mad some days you're sad and some days you're in denial Mm -hmm. some days you just don't know what you are right right and you know I, I always say that's the hardest part of my grieving 
is to watch her grieve and know I yes. can't fix it. And there's nothing I can do but just give her that space and that time and let her know that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Whether she likes it or not some days. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. I think that's just about any teenager, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's- but, you know, and that's that's the heart. I can't do it for her. I can't teach her how to do it. Mm-hmm. Because it's diff- how you make it through and how you battle through something like this. You know, you never get to the other side. You just, right. you know, you never stop grieving. You just learn to deal with it differently through time. Mm-hmm. And they always it's say time heals all wounds, but away. sometimes that's hard to believe, especially in the beginning. Right. It never. I was I was sitting in church shortly after Britt died, and a woman that had also lost a son, not the same way, but she said there will come a day where you'll remember that she lived without immediately remembering that she died. Oh, and I wonderful! Thought, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> how do I ever? How do I ever? You're never going to get to that place. I'll always know she died. And right. yes, I, I, I do. But there are times now that, you know, I've always been a mom that's talked about my kids. I, I'm a mom mm-hmm. bragger, and I always will be. And, I <laughs> and you have every right. <laughs> to talk about both of my kids, you know, and I, I don't shy away from talking about events that we did together or memories that we have, because those are precious and those are wonderful. And see, that lady was right. Now I can talk about, you know, things that we did and things that we shared and I can find that joy in, in, in that moment that we got to have instead of just being sad that she's gone. Mm-hmm. And do you think, um, for your sake, overcoming all this this sorrow and, and grief, is it, you know, some people just don't want to talk about it. But I think for you, was it was it being able to talk about it that helped you, that is helping you get through this? You know... <laughs> The good Lord gave me this big, huge mouth, and it wasn't for nothing. Um, I, <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that because you say that all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it gives me great comfort to share because, you know, I don't share the story to change anybody's mind about anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I share it so people know that they're not alone and that what they're feeling is Okay. And that you just have to reach out and find what's going to work for you. And some mm-hmm. people grieve out loud and some people grieve quietly. And that's okay. Right. And what works for one doesn't work for the other. And we have to allow people to grieve the way they need to grieve and to heal the way they need to heal. So, so is your daughter starting to heal? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, I've seen a little bit of a change in her, but you know, I don't see her every day anymore either. So, yeah. (laughs) But I think you know, and it's always going to be that you know the grief comes in waves, Mm -hmm. and some days you're you're on your surfboard riding them, and some days they are Mm -hmm. just attacking you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what kind of things have been done? Um, Are they? For for number wise, what is the highest age or or what's the highest percentage for the age range 
that is sure. In South showing. Dakota, our biggest risk age is 10 to 14. Oh, my goodness. Wow, okay. that's young. Mm-hmm. Okay. What um, is it? Is it a big jump from the the youth to the adults? Are there any? Um, what are What are the numbers males, look like? No, you know, adult males are at a higher risk than adult females. Us, us women, we love to talk about everything and anything. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, men are a little bit more quiet and and don't talk near as much, especially about feelings. Right, you and know, where it you know, balls up, man and... up, and men don't cry, and you know, all that, mm-hmm. and that's that's a really unfortunate thing that we've 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 done to people that we love is, is don't cry, you're a man, be a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, we have to allow everyone to have the feelings that they have and know that again, it's it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to not talk about it. Right. Oh. Um, so nationwide, do you have numbers nationwide? What do the numbers look like nationwide as far as, is it still in that 10 to 14 range that's the highest? Or Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it is the first leading cause of death in ages 10 to 14. Oh, my goodness. Do they? And Oh, go ahead. You know, and then, you know, that 15 to 34 age, you know, we're looking at, you know, it is the second leading cause of death. And the, the older that we get, unfortunately, we have more chance of other illnesses and things yeah. taking yeah. taking our lives. So, you know, mm-hmm. suicide then drops down a little bit more. But even that 35 to 44 range were, you know, fourth leading cause of death. Oh. And, you know, it, it's hard to believe that somebody that's the age of 10 to 14 could even contemplate doing something like this because you think you don't have a job, you don't have to do, you know, all you have to do is go to school and, and do your chores at home and, and, and behave yourself. And, and maybe that's, that's a little too much for some, but I just. How often do our kids shut off? You know, yeah, when we, were, well, that's when the we were younger, you know, we went home and, you know, even to watch TV all night and you didn't have a cell phone keeping you up all night. Mm-hmm. You shut off. Right. Now, do you do you think... When you're running your computer and you have 52 tabs open, if you're yeah. running that much information into your brain at all times, you're not... Have you seen my computer? on full cylinders. <laughs> yeah. You're, Don't you're look looking at mine at right, it right now. now. Either, but, <laughs> 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 you know, so the more that we can train ourselves to really shut off and really just stop mm-hmm. and really take care of ourselves... Um, that's what we need to do. And we need to, as a society and as a community, take better care of our people. Yeah. Do you think or have have studies shown that with all of this technology, is that causing a lot of, you know, because you see on TV and, and on the news a lot about people on Facebook telling, kind of cyberbullying and telling them to go, take their own life and, and stuff like that. Is that pretty, pretty huge? Like, like it shows on TV or is it? um, It's definitely a factor. It's it's not the only thing that's causing it, but it's definitely a factor. And that impulse control in the younger kids, it's not developed yet. Okay. 
And so, you know, imagine your brain running on high, all cylinders at all times, and then you have no impulse control or very little, you know, one little, one more piece that comes into that crashes you down. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the electronics and stuff like that, do you, well, I guess, you know, that's really hard to, to do anything about that unless the parents are strong enough to control some of that. I know my daughter was missed out on a lot of that stuff because I'm <laughs> the worst parent in the world. I, didn't I know, he was the ever. <laughs> I know. I didn't ever have a cell phone until she was 16. She didn't have a Facebook account until she was 18. And I'm telling you, there was some stuff on there because I'm on Facebook and I thought, and I, and of course her little friends were on Facebook too. And I thought, I am so glad she doesn't see this or I think she didn't see it, but I'm sure she did through somebody else's. But You know, it's, it's not necessarily sheltering them from things like that always, Mm -hmm. but you know, as parents and as, as a community, it's, it's teaching them how to cope with those things. Right. Because, and it's not going away. I, I, I hate to say, but the electronics are not going away, and the, and those environments are not going anywhere. And we I think that's when we have, to, we have to teach our kids how to do that. Exactly, we as parents have to step up to the plate and say, "Okay, that's not okay." Um, right. You know, restrict and some of the okay time. And it's okay to turn it off and, and walk away from it for a while. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, have the numbers. In, do they show numbers as far as way back when till you know like versus 20 years ago have the numbers increased in that 10 to 14 age or was it a a, a higher percentage in a different age group before um that I, I don't have that answer you okay. know I okay. know over the last you know nine years we've seen it go you know um, at a rate of 11 to 13 almost 14 now and in the last year that was um, reported in 2016 is the last year we have because unfortunately we don't have um, up-to-date death analysis reports something that we're working and advocating for um, so that we can see the trend happening okay. um, so you know I work with a group called the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and we do a lot of um, local and national advocacy for things that we need to help prevent suicide. And death reporting is, is an important part of that because when, when we don't get the numbers for two years, that's not helping us be in front of it. Oh, right, because the trends will change and, and things will happen in, in different areas more and different ways, and we can't attack it unless we know right away. That's a great right. point. So that's something that, you know, we go to Washington, D.C. We went to our state capitol and pier this year. Um, and we we want, you know, we advocate for things that are going to make a difference. Wonderful, wonderful numbers from you. Um, I want to, we're going to go to break here, Angela. And Okay. Uh, I'm going to say and, the suicide hotline number again really quick before we go. 800-273-8255. Yes, or you can text 741-741. Wonderful. Thank you, Angela. And we'll be back in just a few.
world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello and welcome back. This is Chantel at, with Chantel Inspires, and we are speaking with Angela Drake on the topic of suicide. Now, what we've been talking about lately is um, how Angela's daughter uh, took her life and how Angela has been um, forging ahead and doing what she can to try to overcome this this sorrow and grief. But what I want to talk about really quickly, and a lot of people don't know this uh, because it hasn't really, I haven't spoke about it much ever, but the show is Chantel Inspires and How Do You Get Through Things. And I have to admit, when I was 14, I tried to take my life. 
Um, and so you didn't know that, here. did you? <laughs> no, Thank but I'm you. so glad you're here. And, you know, I didn't show the signs either. I was in theater. I was in music. I was in band. I was in sports. Um, certainly not as good as Brittany was in sports, but <laughs> I was still there. <laughs> but what I was going through at the time, I, I had a, a back brace. I wore a back brace. So, of course, I was everybody's prom date dream. I had a back brace. I had glasses, braces on my teeth, and a perm. So, it was <laughs> everybody was knocking down my door, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, back then, way back then, when I was going to school, it was, you know, people didn't put up with anybody being different. And so, I had it all, I'm telling you. Um, yeah. And I got a lot of... I don't want to say bullying, but a lot of people made fun of me, um, didn't in, include me in a lot of stuff, just kind of shied away from me, stuck notes on the back of my shirt as far as, you know, my because my clothes on the back brace um, would wear, and so they would, you know, have holes in them, and they'd make fun of my poorly, you know, they'd call me poor and and things like that. And it was just, it was very hurtful, but it was, it wasn't just that. I mean, it was a combination of things in my life going on. And I just, I just thought, I, why, why do I, I shouldn't even exist. I mean, because life would be better without me. Nobody would even notice. I was, you know, I, I didn't have the greatest relationship with, my mom or, or, you know, people around me. And one night when my folks were gone, I was, I grabbed a bottle of pills and I took them and I laid down. I wrote, I wrote my note and it was probably two hours and all I could think about. And I, and I'm a Christian person. I, believe in the good Lord above. And, you know, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for him. He's saved me so many times. And all I could think about what saved me was not only Jesus, but all I could think about was my father. And I know that sounds weird, but my, my. Well, he is pretty awesome. He is. He is pretty awesome. (laughs) All I could think about was I'd never see him again. And that's what saved me. I I got up, and of course I was dizzy at this time, disoriented, and I called uh, a neighbor lady or or a lady I used to babysit for. She lived down the street, and and I said, my parents are going to kill me. <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> bad choice of words, I guess, but <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. And I said, but but I need help. I need help. And I called for help, and it and she came right over and she helped me and got me taken care of, called the folks. And, and my biggest fear was what were they going to say? You know, I hid the letter and cause I didn't want them to see it. And, and mm-hmm. I was back that was, I believe it was a Saturday night. I was back at school that next Monday morning and I played the drums. And I remember distinctly cause I couldn't hear out of my ears. They were all muffled and everything. And, you know, the drummer's supposed to keep the beat. And I was, a good drummer at the time. And my band teacher just yelled at me and he says, what are you doing? Cause he knew it wasn't like me to do that. And I just, I just knew I had to keep going to school. I had to keep doing the things I like to do. I had to get my mind off of things 
just to keep going. And it was hard. It was so hard because the back brace wasn't going away. I mean, I had to wear that thing 23 hours hours a day. I could take it off to shower, and that was it. Right. I could do a layup, and I'm telling you, I could do a mean layup in that thing. (laughs) It wasn't pretty to watch, but I could do one. (laughs) I'm so very glad that you're here. Oh, thank you. Well, Dad saved my life. I mean, if if I hadn't hadn't have been thinking of him, if he wasn't that light in my darkness, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'd be here today. I never yeah. tried it again, and that was the first and only time I did it. And ooh, I just I thought, no, it's not it's not worth it. There's there's too much to live for. And now look at me, you know, here I am. I've got two beautiful children, and doing what I love to do. And I wouldn't have that if if I would have uh, succumbed to my my depression, so to speak. So if there's people right. out there thinking about this, you can do this. You can make it work. I know you can. You have the strength within you. You just have to find it. So I wanted to just put that out there so you guys could tell. I mean, it was very hard to tell me tell that story because I have yeah. not mentioned that. Very brave. It's something I am not proud of. But if I can help somebody by telling them you can overcome it, then let's do it. So now, Angela, back to you. Let's um, tell me how how can people get help? You know, it, it's just reaching out, finding somebody to have that conversation with, and and keep keep yelling and keep screaming until you get what you need. Um, you know, see your doctor, see, see a therapist. You know, we, we, don't, um, we don't walk over to our friend's house with a broken leg and expect them to put a cast on right. Right. You know, we, we need to treat illnesses the right way and, and know that it's okay to reach out for help. It's so important, you know, um, to be involved in your, your own illness and to be, your, be an advocate for yourself. You know, know when know when you need to reach out. Know when you need the extra help. Right. And sometimes we don't we don't realize that we think oh we can we can go a little bit longer. But sometimes if you wait too long, it's it's too late. I think if you can yeah. get to the to the source of it, and if you see, tell us tell us some of the signs to look for. So if if maybe you're feeling fine, but you might see an inkling or, or um, right. some signs in somebody else. What are we looking for, Angela? You know, it's changes. It's not yeah. just one thing here or there. It's, it, you're mm-hmm. going to notice changes in that person. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they're more angry than you've ever seen them. Maybe they're, maybe they're just not coming around. Maybe, maybe they just need to be checked on. Maybe, maybe it's nothing. But the best thing you can do is just ask, are you okay? Mm-hmm. At the very least, they're going to be like, leave me alone. You're crazy. You know, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. But the second that they're not, guess what? They know that you're okay to reach out to because you cared. Right. So asking that simple question, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a campaign, campaign called Seize the Awkward. So take that awkward moment while you're, you know, in between Netflix recharges between shows and ask, <laughs> are you okay? You know, it just takes that. And a simple little bit can let them 
know that you're an okay person to talk to. Have a conversation. And I think yeah. I think that's key. What you just said there is that you're an okay person to talk to. They, some people are very critical, and and like we talked about earlier, oh, just get over it, you're fine, you know, put on your big girl panties and let's go. But right. sometimes that's that's easier said than done. But if you have somebody you know is going to understand, or at least that you can talk to about it, they might not understand what you're going through. But sometimes it just takes somebody to listen to you and get that stuff off your chest. Yeah. I don't, you know, and when you're listening to somebody, you know, when they say, no, I'm not okay, don't be afraid. Yeah. Let them talk. Don't tell them what to do. Don't blow sunshine up their wazoo. (laughs) Don't give them advice. Just listen. Let them get it out of their head. It's not your job to fix it. Right. If you're really that concerned, you want to take them to get help. But sometimes just listening and letting them vent and go with no judgment and no advice is what they need. Think about it. When you're having a bad day, all you want to do is just word vomit it all out. <laughs> I don't want anybody to tell me what to do to fix it. I just need to just get it out in the universe. Yeah. But I, I don't need to be judged for how I'm feeling. Right. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Is to sit listen and shut up. Yep. Because we and all there's want to tell so you, much judgment. It's going to be a better day. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. You can do it. You, can, you know, and those encouragements are great after they're done talking. Right. Well, because they've let some of that stuff off their chest. Yeah. And it's not all built up inside them, and at least they've it's it's out there. And then maybe from what they've said, you can pinpoint in on something and just give them a little bit of hope, help them out a little bit if you can, or get them to the right person that can help them. Right. If you're really worried about them, then yeah, talk about. You know, I'm really worried. You know, I I don't think that I can help you because I'm not a professional. So let's find somebody that would work for you. We want to make sure, just as if your friend was having, you know, a heart attack in front of you, mm-hmm. wouldn't you take him to the hospital? Wouldn't you Absolutely. take him to the doctor to get checked out? Mm-hmm. We need to treat our mental health as serious as we do every other disease. All right, Angela, we've got about two minutes left. So can you leave us with... Um, first of all, let's let's get that number again that people can Absolutely. call for... Go ahead. It's 800-273-8255, or you can text 741-741. Okay, and then they can get you, and that's anywhere in the United States, correct? Anywhere, everywhere. They are just going to listen. They are not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. But they will also give you some resources for that professional help. Okay. Angela, I just... I just want to thank you so very much for sharing your story. Is there any parting words of wisdom that you want to give real quick? You know, I work a lot with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and we're always looking for wonderful volunteers, and it does a heart good to help others. And if it's something that you're interested in, join us at AFSP.org slash South Dakota. Log in there to sign in. We have our walk in September coming up. Um, I'll host a survivor day for survivors of suicide loss in November. 
Um, lots of great resources out there. If you're a survivor, know that we're here. If you're a survivor of a loss, we're here. If you're a survivor of an attempt, we're here for you too. Oh, great words of wisdom, Angela. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to, I'm going to let you, um, I I just want to thank you for being our guest this week. We have, um, Joe Hausman next week. She is actually one of our radio show hosts on Voice America, and she has written the book Go For It. So she will be joining me next week on grief. Um, so it kind of is a good follow up to yours. And uh, I just want to leave you guys with letting you know that you're the author of your own story. Wake up, be awesome and write yourself a fairy tale ending. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And thank you, Angela. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And hopefully we'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. And go and be the light in somebody's darkness. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Chantel Inspires. We hope you found personal inspiration in today's show and can take control of your life as well as be a light for others. Be sure to tell others about the show and tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.